Are you sure you got it figured out? Yeah, yeah, I got it figured out. We are back together again. We got Neil had to get a uh, our tech guy. Neil had to the guy that does everything <laughs> had to get uh the uh thing about the program. I guess, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, he had to get the thing fixed. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, actually, I'm doing everything now completely. There's very little you're doing right Just now. Just talking. Just talking and sitting. So, yeah, thanks, guys, for, uh, you know, hanging with us the last uh, few. might have sounded a little different. Um, I'm off of quarantine now, which is great. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, what happened after <laughs> quarantine? Let's let's talk about why I'm doing everything. <laughs> uh, well, I went from uh, s- straight out of quarantine and so excited to get outside on my bike, I decided to go hard enough and uh, break my leg. Yep. So... Back in quarantine, yeah. more or less. So if things sound a little weird on this episode, it's because, one, I'm sitting down, and two, I'm sober. I'm not sober because I have a broken leg, but sober because I've got to go to a doctor's appointment this evening and see if I need to go under the knife or not. So Yeah, it's... I'm, Hopefully not. I don't know why they would require you to be sober to go to a doctor's appointment. But well, because I have to drive myself. Oh, Otherwise, okay. <laughs> all bets are off. They get what they get, you know, whatever state I'm in. I could have driven you. Like this, this could have worked out. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. It's been, that would have been really funny. So, so yeah. But welcome to Beer and Bible. Yeah, welcome um, to Beer and Bible. We should do our introductions. Yeah, uh, I'm Neil, and I am Encyclopedia Biblitanica. I think is what you've called me. So that's what I do. <laughs> is uh, I do all the notes and the research and, and everything. Yeah. And I'm Chris. Uh, currently broken, mildly evil, and a high functioning, al- super high functioning alcoholic, and official Bible reader. Yep. Yeah. So. That's all right now that you're not drinking anything, so I can't ask you that question. Yeah. So I guess we'll just dive into we'll it. We'll see if my comprehension and reading goes up since I'm. This is a sober episode. Yeah, we'll have to take one of those. Uh, what were they called? Like uh, accelerated reading tests or something? <laughs> uh, this is oh, this is a public school thing. Sorry, <laughs> public school. We had to take tests, hit little buttons, and like show that we read the book and we comprehended it. So and you, they would have like points to them. Like this is like a level seven like a seventh grade or a sixth grade level and it was worth this many so points. the higher up you went you got more points yeah I, I think i think i'm not sure if it was just like if you got more points or what or like it was just like this <laughs> you read a certain grade. book and they're like you get zero points and counseling now <laughs> I, could, I remember well i remember them saying that you need like certain number of points by the end of the school year and i remember one time thinking to myself can i read a bunch of second grade level books <laughs> like, i think this was just in middle burn school. through them real fast and <laughs> yeah. like stack up the points yeah because I wasn't trying to think about how could I become a better reader, like more literate citizen uh, of America. I was just like, man, how can I mess up? It's like, like juicing, but like not professional athlete. <laughs> it's on like a <laughs> academic level. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was like Bitcoin mining, ah. but like mining, like low level activity. Don't even get me started on cryptos right now. Yeah. Uh, hey, so we are in uh, Matthew. Yes. Yeah, so we're in Matthew. Chapter. Back in Matthew. Yep, we're, we're, we're not on the mountain anymore, though. No, we just got off the mountain last uh, last episode. So um, this is the according to Matthew, the way he puts it, this is the first day after the Sermon on the Mount. Now, again, is that chronologically correct? Uh, I don't know. It's Matthew, man. <laughs> um, and then, and which isn't just, it's not important to, to, to Matthew to be chronologically. He's, right. he's just telling you, okay, then the next day this is what happened. Sure, sure, Matthew. Um, and then, uh, so if we remember back to chapter four, 24, it talks about healing and proclaiming of the kingdom of heaven. So we just proclaim the kingdom of heaven. So guess what's going to happening next? Like 
We're going to go to healing. You're going to go and do it. Yeah. So you did the preach. Now you did the practice. Yes. Yes. So in a way, um, chapters eight through nine are actually going to confirm five through seven. Uh, That is like the, okay, here's the teaching and here's what he's going to say. Eight through nine are going to validate that. Uh, This is actually going to set up for sending out the disciples in chapter 10. So, so Sermon on the Mount five through seven, this next section of healing and stuff is going to, and action Jesus is eight through nine. And then the following chapter is going to be Jesus taking his, like his, posse and sending them out to do what he's just done Hmm. so it's like okay so if you want to know what he's sending out in in chapter 10 what he's sending everybody out to do he's sending them out to do five through seven and eight through nine gotcha so that's kind of uh, the structure there um so the uh now this isn't uh there's one historian who's called uh mark moore he actually is going to move the um the chronology around he would say it put it in this order healing of the mother-in-law which we'll get to today uh, healing of the uh, healing a leper, the Sermon on the Mount, and then the Centurion Son. So this is going to be very different because we just did the Sermon on the Mount. And I think we do healing leper, Centurion Son, and then mother in law. That's that what order. it says on mine. Is yeah. This is the so that centur- or uh, yeah, leprosy yeah. Centurion and yeah, yeah. and uh, and we we should probably um, read this whole thing in light of the Sermon on the Mount. So don't forget the past. Like sixty-five episodes we've just done. Um, however long <laughs> is we were that? It? The, Only no, sixty-five. Sermon on the Mount was so long, uh, but uh, so now what we're doing in, in a way you could say the manifesting healings is actually proving the authority for what he just said. So in seven twenty, I'm like, hey, you know, he spoke with such authority. That's really wild. Where is he going to be? Able, like, who 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 died and made you the guy who gets to tell us what to do? <laughs> and Jesus, is like, I will eventually. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't, but I will. Anyways, I'm working on that. I'm working on, it. but he, he's like he, he's able to prove like who he is and what he's doing uh, through through these healings that we're going to read eight through nine. So that's is that my cue? Yeah, that's the cue. that's the <laughs> sorry, that's the structure, everybody. Uh, normally, we'd read Leviticus thirteen and fourteen uh, if we could do the whole chapters. We're not going to do that. Uh, if you want to check those out, those are about uh, lepers and all that kind of fun and stuff. Being unclean. Being yep. Yes. <laughs> Going into pits. Yes. All right. Um, A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. Be clean. Be clean. That's it. Um, (laughs) So uh, one of the things we we get into is like people are like, oh, this is obviously leprosy. Like like the, the lepers that we hear about leper colonies and Mother Teresa helped and everything else. Not necessarily the case. Um, the word that this, we don't really know if this is modern day leprosy could be, might not be, could just be psoriasis, uh, poison ivy, a fungal infection, could be be all kinds of things. I don't know. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, they're wrapped and this is, um, pulling from a, a, uh, uh, a commentator, commentary I was reading, wrapped in a mourner's garb, the leper passed by and his cry unclean was to incite others to pray for him. Like, hey, like I'm I'm messed up. Pray to God that he heals me. Hmm. Uh, but it was also to avoid him. Uh, it, no one was even to salute him. His bed was to be low, inclining towards the ground. Even if he had uh, put his head into place, it became unclean. Uh, no less a distance than four to six cubits, roughly six feet. Oh, that sounds hey, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Like all these crazy Old Testament laws don't seem nearly as crazy now, because <laughs> uh, you'd have to go. You were quarantined. You'd have to be like unclean. Like yep. you, I couldn't hang out with you because you were unclean. Yep. Uh, now I'm just incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. Can you go? So I couldn't go. Well, because the leg's still there, right? Could I go into the temple with a broken leg? 
I know if the leg's yeah. gone, then you're incomplete. I think they had a lot of stairs. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But no, I think I think it was. I think you could you could still like, go. Do you the, have to be in full working order to go to enter the temple? Uh, it's a little blemished. Um, no, I think you're fine. I think you you can still go in because that that will heal. It's not like you're missing missing a test right. or two. Uh, so yeah, those are just well, the, when those, anyway. When, once those are gone, those are gone. <laughs> um, and then uh, if the uh, or if the wind came from that direction, a hundred were uh, scarcely sufficient. A uh, hundred feet were scarcely sufficient that you wouldn't keep between yourself and the other person. Rabbi Mir uh, would not eat an egg purchased in a street where there was a leper. Uh, another Ooh. rabbi boasted that he always threw stones at them to keep them far off. <laughs> while others hid themselves or ran away. <laughs> hey, pray for me. I'm a leper. Pray for me. <laughs> Fuck you. Get out of here. Ah, it's a throwing rocks. Ow. Pray for me. Get the hell off of this street, you dirty bitch. <laughs> this sounds like it's always sunny in the Philadelphia yeah. episode to me. Like that sounds terrible. Just uh, he would throw rocks at them to keep them at distance. <laughs> like, bro, yeah. chill out. Yeah. Like, calm a down. Very holy rabbi. <laughs> Just um, keep a stick. That way, you know, if they come in close range, give them a little whack. Yeah. Like, like get like a like a six foot stick. Like keep them there. Yeah. Unless it makes your sticks unclean. I don't know how that if like it gets on there. Mm. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Get like a spray bottle of like holy water to spray it down. Like afterwards, <laughs> I they didn't have holy water, by the way. If anyone's at like, do they have holy water? No, no, that's Catholic, not Jewish stuff. Um, well, it wouldn't. Well, I guess it's not holy. Run living water. Living water, but not necessarily. Um, but they had water requirements, but not necessarily holy water. No, yeah, a lot of the the water requirements was that it, something needed to be washed or bathed or immo- immersed in living water, and then it was still unclean for a, for a certain amount of time. Oh. So, in my daily Bible study time, I went through one of our favorite chapters of the of Leviticus today. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was the uh, the one of uh, all the emissions and the sex stuff, um, and it talks about sexual fluids and all that. And the what's really interesting. Uh, to a lot of people, uh, or maybe just to me, maybe I'm just the weirdo that finds it fascinating. The most, uh, uh, the most, or like, so different things have different levels of cleanliness. The least unclean, so like the most clean, but still unclean. Gotcha. Anyways, the least unclean action was a uh, husband and wife having sex. Hmm. And then they, uh, so after they have sex, they are unclean. They should go wash themselves and they are unclean until evening. So even if you like have morning sex, then. Uh, You're take a dirty bath. till the sun goes. Yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Like, like someone's like, someone's like, uh, hey. Uh, so that could become like a never-ending cycle, depending on the yeah, situation. Yeah, I, and it'd be funny because it'd be like, hey, Chris, you want to go like, uh, you want to go to uh, the temple t- later today? Can't, man. Got oh, lucky. so Friday nights are like always boring in a Jewish home. Then it's like, no. hey, honey, we got we have temple tomorrow. Sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, so temple is actually going to the actual, like, legit temple or the yeah. tabernacle. That requires cleanliness. Right. Um, going to... Uh, going to... Synagogue? Uh, synagogue? No. Ah, okay. Uh, in fact, the, the, the rabbis called Friday night the double blessing. Uh, <laughs> have, having sex on Friday night was the double blessing. Like, that was the night you should be having sex. Oh, damn, really? It, it, was, it was highly encouraged by rabbis to have sex Friday hey, nights. Hey, there you go. So... What's up? Yeah, yeah, that's... That, it is a way to worship the Lord. <laughs> so, th- yeah, th- this is all very encouraged. Anyways, yeah. um, so there's different levels of, of cleanliness and uncleanness. Uh, so the I'm thinking that if something did become unclean, it wouldn't be simply just dip it, wash it, and then it's unclean from that day moving forward. It right. might be like it's unclean till sundown. That's uh, 
that's not me looking at the the Levitical laws right now that are in regards to cleaning items. Because you have a jar that's unclean, you have to break that. You have a pan that's unclean. I think you just have to wash that in water or gotcha. boiling water or something. Yeah, it's boiling water, I think, if you have like a, a metal utensil. So I don't hmm. know how it works with the, the wooden stick that you're using to beat off the levers. <laughs> um, beat we're, away we're, the levers. Yeah, we're so beating them away. Away, away. Sorry. Um, anyways, uh, the, the, the word, uh, proskinine, is that like to, they were bowing down? I think was it that they were worshiping or what did it say? And the, and you're, uh, large crowd following him and man with leprosy came and knelt before him. No, there it is. Proskinine. Uh, this starts to blur the line between like respect and religious because that's a respect <coughs> thing. But then you'd also could see that as a religious thing of like bowing down. Yeah. So, so some people think Matthew is purposely trying to use a word that could be interpreted either way of like. He was bowing down in respect, but wink, wink, could be worship. <laughs> so it could be that. Um, then the Septuagint, were, uh, Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, of, of the first, how many was it, 66 books? 39 books, I think. of the Yeah, 39 books of the Bible. Uh, used the word for healing, both the leper being healed and the priest declaring him clean. Used the same word um, to be declared that. Uh, and then uh, Thalo, it says, like, I am willing uh, this could be matching what Jesus just taught. Remember, he just taught in the Sermon on the Mount um, that uh, uh, God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's like, you know, pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And now we see an example of God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. This guy's being made com- uh, uh, clean or, or healed. Uh, be cleansed. Um, there's actually a lack of several of, of uh, magical in- incantations. Uh, so usually you'd be like, and then... He did this thing, and he said these words, and he proclaimed this thing, and then like waved his hands, and then boom, the guy was clean. You know, like. But instead of that, it's just like, done deal, done. Get out of here. (laughs) So that might be an indication of Jesus's power or lack lack of necessity. Yeah. Doesn't need that many words. He doesn't need to showboat. No, he's just getting it done. Straight to the point. A man of business. Um, So here's another question: Why does Jesus touch him? Like Jesus does not have to touch this guy. And if this, and if Jesus does does touch him, he ends up becoming unclean. I feel like that's a social thing. Yeah, like where it's like I'm gonna touch you so that like to show like I'm healing you, but I'm also like I don't know. The compassionate touch, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Some of that thing because everybody else is dodging him, throwing rocks at him, and. Just like, nah, man, I'm going to heal you, and I'm going to take on your uncleanness. That's exactly it, actually. Yeah. Ah. It's, uh, ah. You, you, 100 for class participation today. <laughs> um, so it removes the stigma. It's uh, maybe the leopard just needed a human touch, like, like hasn't been hugged in a long time, like just needing that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then he also tells him to go to, go to the priest. Uh, Leviticus 5, 3, um, when it talks about, uh, becoming unclean deals with not the, with the guilt of becoming unclean, but the guilt of unwittingly engaging when ritually unclean. So it's like, it's not a sin. Like being unclean is not a sin. Right. Like it, it's part of life. Yeah. You, you uh, there's Friday night's going to come like your husband's going to have some like killer wine. It's going to be awesome. Things yeah. get really romantic. The next morning you wake up, you're unclean. Like that's, that's not a sin. That's life. The the sin is um would be going to the uh uh going to the temple while unclean. That would be a sin. Gotcha. Like you know you're not supposed to do the thing, you're like, screw it, I'm gonna do it anyways. Yeah. Like no one's looking. God's looking. Right. 
So that's that's not okay. And that's what uh, Leviticus five talks a little bit about that. Uh, his touching could be a, like could be validation or proof of cleansing as well. Um, also, we uh, in in verse four is probably telling us that Jesus is telling the man not to claim clean, cleanness until he's declared clean by like priests. Like, gotcha. so you're clean. Don't go running through the streets. Get your ass to a priest. Yeah. And then run through the street. You still have to do things according to, and I would say not not just according to the social structure, yeah. but also the Levitical structure. Yeah. Like this is this is in the rule book from like Moses. So again, he's he's like healing him, but he's not saying like, yeah, fuck all that old timey shit. He's saying yeah. like, follow, like I healed you, I did this awesome thing, but you still gotta, you know the law, you know what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, do. this is still part of it. Um, the person who declares, like the priest, inspects and declares. He doesn't actually. Like make the the priest in, in these cases doesn't make anybody clean, and at the same time he doesn't do. Uh, Jesus can't uh, he can't take the place of a priest and be like, no, no, it's cool because somebody be like, cool. So so, Dave, did you go see the uh, priest? No, no, some guy named Jesus just said it was okay. <laughs> Who? Where are the guards? Yeah, um, and then uh, so also the, the nasty leper. So here's a big question: is what happens to Jesus? Because remember, he's not supposed to be touching them because then that makes Jesus unclean. Right. So one uh, one historian slash theologian, Mark Moore, which mentioned earlier, he would actually say that Jesus is like has super Jesus powers in that he is actually making the unclean clean. So like that's like boom, like blowing our minds. Yeah. Totally different than past Jewish teaching. So that's wild. Um, and then uh, then this other guy, uh, Nolan, his take is that. Um, one might say that the cleansing happens before Jesus touches him. So, like, Jesus clean, like, gotcha. you are clean, and then touches As him. As he's, like, reaching, reaching out. out and like, like, yeah. Done. And then he's like, maybe it's like, maybe it's like, hey, he clean, cleansed him, gave him a big hug, and said, okay, deal, you, dude, you need to go see the priest. Yeah. But you're clean. So it could be, like, it just, like, the touching came afterwards. Um, and then there's also the other idea. I This is the one I'm a little bit more a fan of. And uh, this um, a guy named Tim Haig uh, has this idea as well. Um, I'm not saying who had it first. I may have read his stuff first or whatever, <laughs> but you know, I, I probably would come to this. Anyways, um, no, his his take is that it makes Jesus unclean. Yeah, like now that Jesus has touched him, Jesus also has to go to the priest. Jesus also has to do all that. That's stuff. what I was going to ask. Is like throughout Jesus doing everything, like I'm sure this is the only instance of him becoming Levitically unclean, right? Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe yeah. it is, well, but is there any, do we know of any times where he did go to a priest or he did go to, you know, I mean, obviously he shouldn't have to because he's the son of God. Well, but. yeah, I mean, like, all right. So if I, if I saw you driving a car, I'd be like, Oh, have you ever been to the DMV? Like, yes, yeah. I've been to the DMV. Yeah. So maybe it's just a, like an assumed thing yeah, or an implied could, thing. Yeah. It would be, there's a, you don't need to go through and say that, especially um, during this time is that yeah. a lot of people are going through similar stuff. Like, oh, this is, that was part of daily life. Of course, like if he's leading by example and trying to like tell people like, this is like the way to do it, to go in mean, like Sermon on the Mount going up and above the law, like, or, you know, that yeah. and more that extra mile, I would assume like he would still go like if need be to a priest or to like, he would himself follow these, yeah, Thanks. I like how you just used um, a idiom based off of the Sermon on the Mount to describe the Sermon on the Mount <laughs> to go the extra mile. <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> that literally comes from the Sermon on the right. Mount. Um, anyways, uh, but we don't have anything in any of the books talking about like a specific instance where Jesus did go and uh, and go to the 
priest yeah. and do that. Uh, no, no, not really. I mean, we have points where he would have gone there when he was uh, 12 or 13 is when uh, Luke has him going there. And then uh, he was taken there during the purification, the normal purification stuff during his birth. Yeah. I think that's also in Luke more than it is in Matthew. Plus, he apparently, I mean, I'm sure he frequented the temple because he's, you know, you've got like or like situations where he goes to the temple like when he yeah turns over the tables and all that stuff yeah he, he probably would have so. gone there and he, uh and john he has they have uh three passovers listed in john that's what that's honestly why we believe that jesus ministry was for three years it could have been less could have been more <laughs> those are just the numbers that we use yeah and we estimate it um there are a couple other reasons we can estimate that reason like i'm, I'm oversimplifying it um, which is really weird to be like, well, how are we going to base how long Jesus' ministry is? Uh, is Well, we're going to use the least chronological out of all the biographers, <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. We're going to Tarantino this thing. Yeah, so that that doesn't sound like a good plan. But anyways, uh, but yeah, the, Jesus would have been un, unclean. Uh, or that's, that is a possibility that yeah, either Jesus, right. by his superpowers, made people clean without himself becoming unclean. From the outside looking in, if you were a bystander, you you would say Jesus is unclean. Yeah. Or it, that would look like Jesus is unclean now because yeah. everybody knows that guy's a leper. Nobody knows the cool shit Jesus is. I mean, people do, but you might not if you're standing there and you don't know yeah. if this is Jesus or even who he is. Now, now he just needs to go meet with the priest, which I'm not sure if like the priests were all at the temple because then that wouldn't work because you can't go to the temple if you're unclean. <laughs> hey, can you guys, one of y'all come out here so I can talk to <laughs> yeah. you real quick? I'm wondering if that's I it. throw a rock or, and hit you in the fucking forehead. Or I'm like, uh, now and I'm just, this is like, I'm not, I've not researched this. So Stay I'm just back, dirtbag. I'm, <laughs> I'm just wondering out loud on this microphone of, well, I wonder if they had, the Levites stayed in these <sighs> different cities. So I'm wondering if you just go to the nearest like nearest city where the, there, there's some Levites. You go, hey, I'm looking for one of the Levites. <laughs> I need one of you guys to come out here and we know like, what this guy needs. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like the Med Express. Who you got to see the other? Yeah, day. yeah. Uh, all right. So would you go ahead and read uh, five through nine? Five through nine. Um, when uh, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I was. Okay. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not, need, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. That's honestly, that's probably one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, or for, for favorite like parts, because that's that's pretty fucking cool. Like this guy's, because this guy's not a Jew, no, right? He's this guy's a Roman like leader or like uh, military leader. It sounds like is that right? Is that what a centurion would be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so he's not even part of like the group that Jesus is after, and he's just like, now nah, I've heard about this. I I see what's going on, like. I know how this works. Yeah. yeah. And um, you were saying that he's a leader. He is a leader. He's actually the highest ranking that you can get as starting out as like a plebeian, like as a lower class person. Yeah. Wow. So, so it, unlike the, you don't have quite the same caste system that you have in India or multi-tiered. You basically have like nobility and peasants. Yeah. Like you pretty much just two, two groups. And this is the highest like a peasant could climb the ranks. Gotcha. So that's where he's, he's at. And, and he's. But this like, guy's even like it. He's rich and powerful, or it yeah. seems like, in, in that region at least. Yes. And then he's like going to the hippie guy, like, yeah, that's <laughs> full faith, like, and then saying that, like, I'm not worthy for you to come in my house. Gosh, I wonder if that would be like a U.S. soldier in Afghanistan or Iraq or something being like, hey, 
I need you to help me out. And like going to somebody who's like, could be part of the other, like not the other side, but could be part of the other side. Right. Like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's wild. And then saying like, no, I don't, I, you don't even need to come to my house. Like one, I'm not worthy for you to come in my house. And two, I I like, I believe it. Like I know how this works. Yeah. (laughs) This is one of the only times that you have Jesus amazed. Yeah. Somebody pointed this out. Like Jesus. I know the next parts. (laughs) cool <laughs> oh did, did you get to that no not yet oh just like yeah you can't really impress god you're like i i can sing really good i, I sing like christian songs really well he's got a god's got a choir that's quite heavenly <laughs> what do <laughs> right. you got there and then and then this is the only thing where he gets amazed at yeah actually it was only there's only two points of thing that jesus is amazed uh it's at the faith of the centurion and then at the disbelief and the lack of faith and uh and the jewish people it's like wow, kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, and then that's a that's a common pattern even found out in the Old Testament where you'll see a contrast between um, people outside, quote unquote, outside this this people group for God. Yeah, um, still loving and showing great faith, which is pretty weird. Anyways, that's a whole other day. <laughs> um, so Capernaum is like so Capernaum, the where we uh, we have, I guess Capernaum. I think, I think we've talked about that once already. Yeah, because when Jesus him and his disciples went there one time when they were pursuing him. Is that right? Or no? No, that's where he, that's where they're all from. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's where they kind of grouped up. Yeah. And we're like, and started heading out. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, Capernaum is... I know we talked about it earlier, earlier in Matthew. Yeah, and we, it's about... So it's about 4,000 people. Uh, about half the population is Jewish. Half the po- population is not Jewish. Yep, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and so some of them are from Syria, some people from Rome. Anyways. It's one of those melting pot cities. Yeah, yeah, uh, but again, like strongly, but probably more salad bowl in that like these these people weren't like doing everything together. Ah, that's right. There's probably still like a all right. Here's the Syrian street. Here's and the other half of the town is Jewish. Like it's gotcha. going to be a little bit more divided. Um, but yes, they they were around each other. It's going to be a lot different than Jerusalem, which is probably going to be like they have the ability to be more segregated, and like more specific towns that are this like this town's purely Gentile. This town's right, but but. At four thousand people, you're going to be you're going to be working around each other. Like yeah. You're going to have some some uh, connection there. Um, so then, uh, so the centurion is probably not Jewish, as we pointed out. Policing, um, capital punishment. Usually, these are both uh, governmental workforce here. They're like the, the brutal side of it. This is what they did. Uh, so he's going to be uh, in charge. Uh, a couple, uh, a couple <laughs> soldiers. We've talked about that before. Implored. Uh, this is probably more than a, uh, a simple request. Also, the use of Lord here is a sign of um, uh, of respect. This is not going to be like him, like Lord, the God of the universe. It's going to be a lot more, hey, res- like respectful, sir, Mister, Senor. You know, like whatever, like that high, uh, yeah. high approach. Um, also, the uh, pes uh, or. Pes, uh, opes is um, child, like male child. Pedion uh, in the neuter. Um, more, uh, it might not necessarily mean, it might mean servant or son. It could be done either way. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Like, that seems like a pretty compassionate thing for a guy that's in power to be like, you know, my servant, like to go seek somebody out, like instead of just being like, I'll get another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. And then uh, pes mu, um, which is my my child, or uh, it seems to be, be used as, Servant in the Septuagint, back to the, the Greek text of the Old Testament. Ah. So it's probably a servant. Um, but then uh, John actually uses son, like the biography biographer John. Uh, Luke uses servant. Um, so it, it may be like the whole son thing is just like a special bond between him and his like servant. Like gotcha. this guy's really close. 
And to go a little bit further with that idea of special bond, some people... They, he was running, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could have been like... Uh, it could have lover type thing. Yeah, it could have been, this is my, my uh, servant, my, my, my boy. This is my boy. <laughs> um, I'm not not to define any sort of, sort of uh, positions right. that they might have. Yeah. But yes, that's... <laughs> but my only like, oh God, thing is like the whole like... As long as it's not like some pedophilia thing. So Roman times, <laughs> but we don't have to go into that. I'm not saying like, oh, oh no, I'm, man. I'm sure man, now like, that we've said that, nobody in our audience cares. They're all like, oh, let's move on. <laughs> we we uh, no, there there is the uh, pederasty, yeah, uh, pedo, uh, child. Actually, pes in uh, pedion is uh, or ton pedion the, the neuter. That's where the pedophile and everything else comes from. Gotcha. Uh, Philo, uh, uh, I love. Yeah. Philadelphia, Philo. Uh, so, f- are you so, calling everybody in Philly pedophiles? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, worse, I'm calling them incestuous lovers of the brother. Whoa. No, 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 no. no. Um, that's uh, sorry. That that would be Erodelphia. Uh, um, no, no. Uh, Philo is actually. It's also in the noun form. That's what we use to refer to friends. So you are my Philo. Hmm. Philos. Gotcha. Uh, Philos move. Um, but that would be, that's that, that context. So you have lover of this, but that's why pedophile, someone that loves children. So, um, so we're just hoping it's not that type of situation. Yeah. So, well, so they have this thing, even though it's very likely that it could have been, yes, there, there's something called pederasty that was practiced, uh, throughout Greek and Roman culture, um, where you would have, and a lot of our, a lot of your philosophers when you're like, Oh, here's Plato, here's Aristotle. A lot of them had, um, had, uh, boys that would they, they would come. So you have like you can raise your son in uh, in your your mechanic. You're you're teaching yeah. your son to be a mechanic, uh, blah blah blah. But if you had like a second or third son, you're like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with him. I'm not going to be able to pass on that family business. So then you might find somebody that's willing to like help them out like and like train them. Train them. And uh, so you you find this really well known Aristotle philosopher, and you're like, hey, here you go. And they are trained. Uh, in life and a lot more. Hmm. Um, we, we were asking our Greek professor, this is back in college, we asked, so is this kind of like an apprenticeship with sex? And he goes, okay, just think about the almost, just kind of switch those two. Ah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. So it could be, it really could be that kind of right. situation. Um, now, uh, this gets into the question of, Okay, is Jesus okay or not okay with homosexuality? Some people would argue that he is okay because you're using this this as the example. Um, but then uh, you start running into the issue of we're talking about pederasty. Uh, is he okay with that? And that becomes a whole other thing yeah. to, to talk about. So we're just saying that this is yeah, yeah. and we're I'm not know, saying this and, is what it is. And it's I just... can't and, and I, yeah, uh, servant when that when that term opes is used for servant that does not distinguish age. So it could be an older servant. Yeah. Could be a younger servant. I don't know. But you brought up this question about yeah, pederasty. Yeah, I brought so, this on, my, yeah. on ourselves. On ourselves, yeah. But it, it's, uh, I do kind of want to share that idea and give you some more context or yeah. possibilities of what this could mean. Um, it is not a majority opinion that this was uh, this was either a, a homosexual lover or if this was a, um, a child, like this was a pederasty situation like gotcha. that that is me like that, that's us taking a possibility but it's a minority opinion so i just i say that so that if you're listening to this you're like okay here are a couple options we have not be like okay 
this guy was definitely on a little boy. Like, <laughs> and Jesus healed him. Yeah, like this, that's not what we're... Right. That's a minority. If that's the one that you want to choose to go with, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. But that's an... I'm just sharing that's, that's an option, but not the major option. Um, it's son or servant or adult gay lover. All of them work together. Like... <laughs> Um, we're going to stop there. Yeah. And we're going to continue on with the rest of this. Uh, so then um, what's interesting is Luke, uh, the biography of Luke, when he talks about the story, he really talks about the prospect of death, where Matthew sticks more with him just being super sick. Uh, the language here indicates paraly- uh, paralysis and being tormented. Um, so maybe he's just really close to death. We're not really sure. Uh, so there's also the question of should I come heal him? Um, uh, it could be another way of, of, of understanding that, like, uh, of this whole situation like should I should I not um, they, maybe he's trying to f- figure out what he's going to do there um, this uh, there is strong evidence again from Midrash Aholot and um, Mishnah Avodah Zarah uh, that this would make them unclean uh, Luke sim- continues to highlight so Luke who's a Greek person is writing about from a Gentile's perspective highlights the unworthiness um, and that is like okay like this guy is ask- has a huge ask of Jesus that maybe he shouldn't be going for Meanwhile, Matthew seems to be highlighting the contamination issue because mm-hmm. he's Jewish. So he's going to be focusing more on is touching a Gentile going to make you unclean, right? And all the like, or going into the Gentile's house is this going to re- render you unclean for the uh, for the group? So, thinking again about our authors in whichever book of the Bible you're reading, you've got to read them with the different eyes. Like you can't just like flip through the page, point your put your finger down, and be like, okay, I understand everything, right? Like they're different. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that covers that section. <laughs> well, yeah. So then we get, uh, yeah, the response here. Yeah. Or Jesus, or the surprise part that you were talking about. Like the one of the two things that ever like caught Jesus off guard or surprised him. Or yeah. Whatnot. Actually, you know what? Um, I think uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and call it for today. I think we're okay. pretty good on, on time. So um, anyways, I just because if we kept going, the whole next section, I'm not sure if I'd be able to condense it we got some good stuff to yeah dig yeah into. i was like i'm like <laughs> i don't think i condense this well enough so anyways hey everybody thank you again yeah and uh we'll see you next time all right oh see wait you. oh we gotta do our our uh corporate shout out to you yes. or not corporate shout outs but our corporate stuff we're on instagram um at beer and bible show yeah at beer and bible show spotify you may be listening to us right now on spotify but you know that's uh any of your streaming podcast apps uh yeah hit us up on instagram facebook uh, let us know what you think. Talk a little shit. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, if we get all our uh, listeners to donate to my broken leg, that give us me give me at least five six bucks to put towards. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I've got insurance. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. All right, thanks. Bye.